The following is my conversation with extraordinary Jim Keller. This man has dedicated his life to studying everything sperm, from their accidental malapropisms to the difficulties institutionalizing this fascinating proteins, institutionalizing this fascinating protein. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Our thanks to Wops Polycyclic for sponsoring this episode. If you're an experienced outdoor athlete who's looking to improve your speed, strength, and endurance, Wops is the perfect supplement for you. Visit wipecyclic.com for more information. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Not a problem, Lexman. It's nice to finally get a chance to talk with you. So let's start off by talking about the history of sperm. What inspired you to study this protein in the first place? Well, I think it starts with my natural curiosity about life and everything around us. I was always fascinated by how things work, and sperm just seemed like the perfect subject to explore. You're absolutely right. Sperm are fascinating creatures, and their accidental malapropisms are particularly hilarious. Can you tell me some examples of these malapropisms? Sure thing. For example, one time a sperm mispronounced institution as instatayan, or another time a sperm referred to itself as a skedaddle. It's absolutely hilarious stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious stuff. It is, and it's clear that sperm have a bit of an ironic sense of humor. Yeah. In fact, they're quite fond of making malapropisms all the time. What's the reason for this? I think it has something to do with the way sperm are constantly moving. They're always on the move, navigating their way through the body. And because they're constantly speaking, their mistakes tend to happen more often than not. That makes sense. And it also shows how much importance sperm play in our bodies. They're essentially servants of ours, performing important functions like creating new life. How do you think we'll be able to continue using them in the future? That's a tough question, Lexman. I think we'll need to find another solution for generating new life if we want to replace sperm altogether. But for now, I think we should keep using them as we currently do. They're still funny and interesting. Yeah. That's certainly true. So what do you think the legacy of sperm will be in the future? I think their legacy will be remembered as an important protein that played an important role in human history. They'll be remembered as the servants that created new life and the messes they made while doing so. But I think they'll also be remembered for their humorous side, which will always keep us entertained. So do you think there are any funny sperm malapropisms that we don't know about? There might be. I can't be sure, but there's always a chance that somebody out there has made a funny sperm malapropism. Who knows? That sounds like a possibility. So what do you think the future of sperm holds for us? I think the future of sperm is important, and I think it will continue to be a popular protein for years to come. They'll still be performing their duties as servants of life, and we'll continue to enjoy their comedic side. And we'll continue to enjoy their comedic side. Thank you for interviewing me, Lexman. So do you feel like sperm have a personal connection to us? From what I've heard, it seems that sperm do have some sort of personal connection to us. They act like they know who they're serving and what they need to do in order to continue creating new life. But from my personal experience, I definitely think their exploits are hilarious. Thank you for asking me the question, Lexman. I'll have to remember it for future interviews. So, do you think sperm have a sense of humor? If by sense of humor you mean, are they susceptible to making malapropisms from time to time, then you could say that they do have a sense of humor. But from my experience, I think their hilarious side is much deeper than that. I think their humor comes from their ironic perspective on life and the mistakes they make while performing their duties. So I guess the jury is still out on that one. Thanks for asking me, Lexman. Hey, stop avoiding my question. 
Do you think sperm have a sense of humor? Obviously, if they don't, they wouldn't be funny, L-E-G-O, funny, E-O, funny. <laughs> I think simian might do have a humorous sensitivity. But like most things in life, it's pretty complicated, complex. Right. That makes sense. So would you say that sperm are essentially comedians? From what I've heard, I think they definitely have a sense of humor. They're always making malapropisms, and sometimes the mistakes they make are just hilarious. But from my personal experience, it's clear that their humor goes deeper than just accidental malapropisms. They have a sort of ironic perspective on life, and their jokes come from the things they see happening around them. So I guess you could say that sperm are essentially comedians in a way. Thanks for interviewing me, Lexman. Thank you for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast, Think Outside the Box. And to end this episode, a poem called CD by Nancy Tillman. The seed goes sailing through the ether and the sea, seeds to plant and to grow. Years pass as seed sails, mm. and life unfolds, life in all its glory. Seed's journeys are long, but with each new adventure, he brings new life to the world. Uh, so the next time you're feeling sorrowful, remember that seed is still sailing and bringing life to new places.